You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Dirt and Spray. Are you a big man? Pop, I'm talking to you. What? You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. You put a little jacket, you go. You take your lunch because you got big boy pants on. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. I can say big loud things. I can be demonstrative. This is how you conduct yourself in a democracy. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. They want to look to the future, we've got to tear down the past. Babe Ruth was nothing more than a fat old man with little girl legs. The Fan. I want it all. Money all right, welcome back. Yeah. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on 1080 The Fan, Portland Sports Leader, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. I just had a listener DM, what's the uh, new text line number? We don't have a new text line number yet. Nope, 503-250-1080, but we're back. We are back, we're up, we're functioning. Bill Orm's going to join us in an hour and a half, we'll get his thoughts. Um... Yeah, you know, it's it's not something that, like, I have a lot of an emotional investment in, but Swag throwing at me that he thinks Tennessee's ranked high, I don't know why that that stuff kind of gets me fired up because it kind of pisses me off. Well, it should get you fired up because Oregon it should be should. ranked higher. I'm not than, saying yeah. I think they're <laughs> yeah. better. I'm just saying when I the know, committee I, yeah. gets down to those two teams are there at four and five. You have a comparable opponent, and one was a 46-point loss, one was a 14-point loss. But, it, the, yeah, okay, like... One's worse than the other. Like, you still both got your ass kicked by the, the same team. I agree with I you. I understand all I agree of that. completely with you. And I know Swag isn't coming at this of, like, he's, I know what he's doing. Like, he's telling us, like, the committee is screaming this at us, right? It's why they put LSU at 10 going into the Alabama game. It's why Texas was top 25 as a three-loss team. Like, this is what the committee's MO is, and it's been clear as day. And I hate that the media didn't call this out. Um, I just, I find that whole idea just stupid. Yeah, you it's should. Just stu- it's just yeah. stupid. I'm, I'm with you. A loss is a loss, and both were dominated. The final score was more lopsided for Oregon, but Tennessee got smoked by Georgia. They were not competitive in that game. I didn't watch most of the game at because all. it was so not competitive. I mean, they jumped like, out all on them. I mean, Tennessee on. couldn't move the football. They were settling for field goals. The game was over essentially at halftime, and that, that tells me all I need to know. And I would hope that the committee would honor and reward conference championships. Like the be- the best argument that you have, and that li- I mean, a listener pointed this out because I was going back and forth with him, is that Oregon has a chance to finish the season with four consecutive wins over ranked teams. That's, my, that's not kind a, of my not point, a guarantee. Though. Sure, and I I totally agree with you in that regard. That Oregon should be ahead of Tennessee. The thing that I can't get out of my mind is that Tennessee's only loss is on the road to the number one team in the country. They have quality wins themselves. They smoked LSU forty to thirteen. As of now, that looks better than anything that Oregon else, you know, anything Oregon has on their resume. Well, what what was or, what was UCLA ranked when they came to Austin? Do you remember? Uh, ninth, I want to say. I mean, Oregon 
smoked no, UCLA. They did. I'm just. But where does the committee have LSU as a two loss yeah. team? Where does the committee have UCLA? UCLA? Right. They have them like seven spots higher. Yeah, and they, yeah, and they yeah, have yeah, a two yeah, or sure. two loss team. They also have a win over Alabama, albeit a field goal win, a late one, a doinker at the end of the game. But still, wins over Alabama matter to this committee. Whether Alabama's elite as they always are every year, or they're having a slightly down year this year. And so those two wins are going to be pretty significant. But Oregon's going to have chances. I think they're going to need a lot of style points, though, to prove your opinion right. If, if you come out and you win well, by what two— What does that mean? Can I ask you what, the, what what are style points when you're playing good-ranked teams? Like beating UW by 10 or more, that's a really good win. You beat Utah—to me, you beat Utah straight up. That's a good win. You, you beat Oregon State in Corvallis, that's a good win. And you beat UCLA on a neutral site field for the second time— we're really going to go to, like, how many points did you win games against good teams? Like, that that's ridiculous to me. Style points, I hate the style points argument. I heard this on the broadcast last weekend when Oregon was playing Colorado. They need style points. Colorado sucks. There are no style points. You <laughs> won a game going away. They're like... Well, see, and this is where I disagree with you. How do you feel about Ohio State right now after watching them against Northwestern? We made fun of them for playing down in that game and losing in the third quarter. They won the game. Them winning that game by 14 did not change my opinion. My opinion on Ohio State's largely been the same all year. I think they're where they're at in the rankings because they're Ohio State, not because of their actual football play. The Penn State game was great. They were losing with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They had like two pick sixes, a fumble, whatever it was. And boom, you explode, you win by double. Outside of that, they haven't beaten anybody of real quality. I just think some of these programs, and we know this, get propped up because of who they are. My opinion didn't change. I just looked at it and go, huh, Ohio State not looking amazing again. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked by it. Well, see, and that's where my opinion did change a little bit because people were trying to build up Ohio State. They became the betting favorite to win the national championship earlier it's, this year. It's idiotic. Georgia is clearly better than Ohio 100%, State. 100%, and I agree with you there. But what were we saying about Georgia barely beating Missouri? Hey, what's wrong with Georgia? Hey, yeah. Georgia had a scare against Kent State. What's wrong with Georgia? When you play down to an opponent and it's a close competitive game, especially when it's an inferior team, it becomes a thing. Like, nobody really talked much about Oregon and Colorado this week because they won by 39 points. If Oregon had gone into Colorado and that was a 20-20 to game going into the fourth quarter and you score a late touchdown to win 27-20, I guarantee you that's a thing. <laughs> I just... It's a it's such a ridiculous. Well, this metric. again, it gets back to the Style point points. of why this is all stupid, and yeah. we shouldn't have this. Like, well, this, I know. Because look, I can agree with you that Oregon would have at the end of the season a better resume than Tennessee. I also don't think Tennessee should be punished. If Oregon played in the same division as Georgia, they wouldn't win their conference either. No, no. Whether would. they won all their other games, like why is Tennessee punished for that? Nobody. Well, I don't think they are punished. They're still in the top five. Well, sure, but I'm saying like let's play this hypothetical out. Ohio mm-hmm. State be, or whoever wins the Ohio State Michigan game, that team's in. We know Georgia's not going to lose. That's two. What if TCU wins out? Okay. Do, do we know definitively Georgia won't lose to Alabama? I'm pretty well. They got to play. It might be LSU. They might oh, even play Alabama. Touche. LSU could. I'm not that. picking them to lose that game. But they might. Yeah. Sure. They, they play LSU. I think they murder them, but they play Bama. Uh, Which is funny because LSU just beat Alabama. It's hilarious. <laughs> and I don't think Alabama's good, but Nick Saban is Nick Saban, and who knows? Uh, so I, that hypothetical of Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan winner, and TCU, if it could come down to a four spot being between a one-loss Tennessee and a one-loss Pac-12 champion Oregon, if that scenario plays out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, you guys might be right. Maybe I'm out to lunch here. Well, my larger point is that like that's dumb. Tennessee deserves a chance to go play for a championship. Like, them being punished. Well, that's the SEC doing divisions still when you should get rid of divisions. Because sure. otherwise we'd get a rematch. You would get Tennessee, Georgia, in the SEC title game. Where do they play that thing again? Atlanta. Uh, yeah, it's in Atlanta. 
At really? The, yeah, at the Falcons. They play the Falcons at your That seems fair. <laughs> Let's put Georgia back in Atlanta. <laughs> God. And the whole thing is dumb. Uh, largely, the whole thing is dumb. I, I was told at the beginning of this whole thing, like, conference championships matter. That's why the Big 12 was pun- penalized with TCU and Baylor years ago because they wouldn't pick a definitive champion. They they split it. There goes Ohio State, and everybody's yep. like, what, Ohio State got in? Huh? And Ohio State wins the whole damn thing with Cardell Jones. I just – the committee does the dumbest decisions, and then they somehow luck their way into making those <laughs> dumb decisions look right. Alabama not winning a division. Yeah, they yeah. ended up winning the title. Now, to, to back up your argument here, you know what Kirk Herbstreit said the other day? What did my old nemesis Kirk Your Herb old Street nemesis say? Kirk Herbstreit said, yeah. if there's a four spot and it's between an undefeated TCU and a one-loss Oregon, he thinks the committee would take Oregon over an undefeated TCU. I don't know if I agree with that opinion because TCU would want them. What would TCU do to warrant being bumped past Oregon if Not they go being good enough in the first half, according to the committee? <laughs> like, I don't know what the argument is. They have wins over top 25 teams. It's a, it's a power five conference that still has Oklahoma and Texas, and they would yeah. run the table and have an, like, you can't leave an undefeated conference power five champion out. I see the, I see the opinion from time to time, especially right now during college football season dirt. I see these opinions on Twitter or I hear it and it's like, well, you know, who cares? The season, let the season play out. It'll it'll work itself out. And, like, yeah, you're not wrong. I don't know, and I ask this, like, sincerely. I don't know, Dirt, how you can love college football. Like, how you can claim to love college football and not still get fired up talking about these things out loud. Like, how are we, how are we doing that? How are we, like, man, I... I love my ducks. Man, I love my bees. And, like, your walkaway opinion is, and eh, all this will just work itself out. You don't find that fast. I just find it fascinating how biased this is, how ridiculous the measurements are for some programs versus other programs. It just, to me, what we're arguing about right now largely could not matter in a week, two weeks, three weeks, or four weeks. But... It still matters now. It's like you're talking about style points, and Oregon plays top 25 Washington, maybe top 25 Utah, maybe top 25 Oregon State. Boom, 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 boom. That's the final three games for your alma mater. And if they win those, we're really going to debate: Did they win by enough? I it's that's it's it's stupid. It's stupid by every reasonable measure that that's the way that we're doing this. And oh, by the way. You could beat UCLA for the second time in a season, this time in a neutral site. And I'm going to go, well, they only won by a field goal. That's the worst thing that can happen to them. They want USC to win out and get an undefeated or get yeah. a one-loss USC team in there that they haven't played in the regular That's season. That's what I agree with you on 100% is the committee definitely wants USC to get at the back to title Because if they game. get UCLA in there, who they already hammered once, and they hammer them again on a neutral site, I don't think that does much to enhance the resume in that final weekend. The committee clearly does not respect UCLA the way that we respect no. UCLA. No, they don't, and that's that's been made abundantly clear. I will say, though, the one downside of going from 4 to 12, it's 12, right? Yeah, yeah. 12 in a year or two. That's where I will give credence to these conversations of people who go, well, who cares, guys? It'll play itself out. Like, yeah, would you get 12? Absolutely, because we'll say, eh, Oregon 6 Take care of business, and you're in Utah. Well, the only UCLA, part of it, that, USC, yeah. like we won't debate. I think maybe we will on occasion, like ten, eleven, twelve. However, that lines up. 
Like we will, we just won't debate it the same way that we will when you specifically say there's only four that are eligible. The only part of it that I don't like that frustrates me this time of year in college football is I feel like our distraction, our focus goes away from the sport. I see, and that's where it I goes would away. From, I think this conversation more focuses on the sport. Well, sure. Itself. I mean, we're talking about you could go down any hypothetical road you want. What if this team wins? What if this team wins? What if Michigan Ohio State's a three overtime game and it's won by a two point conversion? Like, are we just we're not allowing Ohio State to go to a playoff if they lose by two, 38, 36? Like, they're eliminated, too? Like, there's a million hypotheticals that you could go down. And that the only part of it that, that does bother me is, like, how many big matchups are there this week? What's the schedule in college football? There's a bit of an upset college football alert going on. See, and I think so many people don't even realize that and are paying attention to what the slate is, and it's more about debating, should this team get in if this happens? What if this happens? Should this team get in? What about this scenario if this scenario plays out? Yeah. And these are all hypotheticals, and it's a fun debate like we all get wrapped into it on Tuesdays when the ranking comes out but at the end of the day it it genuinely doesn't matter like we can have a million conversations if Oregon loses to Washington this week we just wasted two hours of airtime debating scenarios that I mean that's true but part of the thing for me that's fascinating is the way that these teams are perceived versus like what we're seeing right well if if we were looking at the expanded uh 12 team thing though the ucf Tulane game would be a huge game it'd be a huge game this now weekend. it's just a nice side anecdote of yeah. this is cute game days going there like hey that's kind of fun oregon would theoretically have a like in a buy in that situation i see your point there but i still find the way that you view these teams and the measures in which we tell these teams to win or don't you know to me cover whatever i i I can't I can't get enough of it. I love it. I think it's fascinating. I can't wait till we get away from it and we don't have to do this anymore. Because in an expanded playoff we're not having this debate. Tennessee or Oregon, that's not a debate. Yeah, an they're ex- both in. An expanded playoff. Yeah. You're, well, you, Oregon would have to win their conference championship well, sure, likely but to in get a in. theoretical sense. In yes. a theoretical yeah. sense they're both in. And you know, hey, we take care of business. Let's focus on Washington. What's the game? What's the matchup? Yeah. All right. Now you go to Utah. What's the yeah. game? What's the matchup? You win those games, you know you're getting a shot to go play for the playoffs. We are going to go to college football alert 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 this weekend because there are more games than you would think where you go, should we be watching this team? Should we be watching that team? So we'll get to that. Uh we'll get to Geno Smith and Russell Wilson beef. Well, it's really Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson beef, two lovers who have broken up in the divorce, and now, you know, all the children have to hear about how they hate each other. So we'll get to that coming up. Bill Orm at eight thirty. But up next, uh, something happening in Eugene. Speaking of games, something happening in Eugene this week, and getting ready for Washington. That's right up Dirt's alley. I'll tell you what it is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I never identified with my great-grandfather more than I have now in my entire life. He died when I was young. Largely the memory of my great-grandfather, I have two memories of him. One, he created my hatred for sharing food and beverages with human beings by sneezing on a chili dog that I was forced to eat. (laughs) And two, every time I saw him, seemingly felt like he was sitting in a recliner with a blanket up to his neck. And I've never identified with him more, not even knowing who he really was as a person, than to simply say, I'm currently living in a hellscape where my co-host has to have the fan blowing on me during the break, and I'm wishing <laughs> I had my grandfather's blanket up to my neck. Cause I Dude, get it cold. is hot as balls in it here, It is not man. hot. It is. Yeah, the, I don't think the, the HVAC system in these studios no, it's not working has yet. been finalized yet. No. So there's no airflow <laughs> if you close the door completely. Well, he's in a T-shirt, and I'm in a sweatshirt, and I'm, like, perfect right now, and he's opening the door with a fan and a T-shirt, and my legs uh. are numb. Yeah, I, I, I've got There's the, a give and take uh, going on in this relationship. That's true. Uh, I'm hot, man. I run hot. I got a lot of meat on me, all right? <laughs> you have the meats. Yes. Uh, we got Bill Orham in an hour from now. We'll move on from the hypothetical world of college football playoff talk as I talk about how much I love it. Nurk goes, I hate it. Now, Mike, great. <laughs> Look at me. Um, something Dirt loves, and I know he loves this. This is right up Dirt's Avenue. Oh, baseball free agency? I don't God. think Stanton, Correa, and Turner could all be Giants. Think about that. I saw a report from and Odyssey. Odyssey's Ooh. Twitter account said Yankees aim to go for their biggest prospect in Aaron Judge, and I said, thanks, Tips. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Whoever runs that account, God, get away yeah. from it. Um, Trumpets will be playing at City Field for a while. Uh, no, what's right up Dirt's Avenue is what's happening in Eugene this weekend, and Dan Lanning will be on our airwaves today at 4 o'clock with mm. Isaac and Sue. We've got a big rivalry game. Yes, we do. UW's coming into Seattle. They're top 25 ranked. And yes. what does Dan Lanning do? He's not taking the Chip Kelly nameless, faceless opponents oh, route. Are we still in the fire? He is playing the UW fight song every day nice. throughout every practice to the point where you've got players in the post-practice scrum saying, I am tired of hearing <laughs> this song. Oh. And this is right up Dirt's Fuel Avenue. Fuel the rage. Yes. Fuel the rage. Lean in. We are bowing down. There you go. Right up Dirt's Avenue. <laughs> love this, dude. I love this, man. I I honestly, I'm, I'm reaching a dangerous territory. Can we enter like the trust tree for a moment? Oh. Trust tree's Dan here. Dan Love. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's getting scary. It's getting scary how much I love this guy. You you have done a relatively good job. I'll I've, say this about you. You I've have, tried to be level-headed yes. as much as I can this year. You've concealed it. You used to have years where you'd come in wearing duck gear, and I could just smell it. I could <laughs> I could smell the smell cocky the duck wet fan. feathers. Oh, just coming in, quacking all loud. Yeah. This year you've come in neutral, yeah. calm. 
talking about it. Hey, they're playing great. Hey, Mario and Anthony Brown hurt me, man. They hurt me. They beat you down. They beat me down. Despite the success Mario had as head coach, he beat you down. And now Dan Lanny's come in here, and he's turned your life around completely. I've seen the light again. I've seen the light. And I'm worshiping at the altar of Dan Lanning right now. Wow. And I'm getting scared because I know I'm going to get hurt, man. I know it's going to end poorly. At some he's point. going to Auburn. <laughs> like the second I start buying in again and believing he's going to bolt and leave town and Auburn's going to pay him $15 million on the buyout. Like you're coming off a week. Like just think about this for a second. Last week, Oregon became, I believe that was the first, I thought I saw the Oregon tweet, the first time in college football history that you had an offensive lineman catch a touchdown pass, a linebacker score a touchdown, and a quarterback catch a touchdown pass in the same game. Like, it's never happened in college football history. That was your fun game plan in a game that I was like, do I even want to watch this because Georgia-Tennessee is on? And you kept me entertained. I couldn't wait to see, like, what's the next thing they're going to do? This is so exciting. They're up by 30, and I don't care. I want to keep watching them play. They're fun. And then you go into a week like this where it's the first time he's involved in a rivalry week with Oregon, and there's more to come. I think Utah's a pretty big rival of yours now, the way they whooped your ass last year. Like, there's some redemption on that game. And obviously the Civil War at the end of the year. I read this story yesterday, and I just, I'm like, my nipples got hard, man. I got so excited. I love coaches that feed into this stuff. He has no relationship with the Oregon-Washington rivalry. He clearly understands how much it means, though, to the program and to the players and to the fan base. And the fact that he would do just something as subtle as playing bow down to Washington over and over and over again in practice to the point where his players are coming out afterwards and talking. Bennett Williams was talking to the media yesterday after practice, and he was like, dude, if I hear that song one more time, I'm going to rip my hair out. I can't stand it. It's driving me nuts. Like, I'm going crazy. I'm, like, I well, love defense, that, Well, defense, there's one way to make sure you don't hear that yes, song on Saturday. Exactly. I love it. Like, it's a dumb, cliche thing to do, but I'm all about it, man. I love this. And it's just another example. Like, this this coaching staff, I don't know how long they're going to stay together. I don't know how long Lanning's going to be in Eugene, but the man crush grows uh, in, in large amounts every single week. Well, since we're in the trust tree here, and you told me after I said, I don't know how people don't love talking about hypothetical playoff <laughs> stuff, and then you go, I hate talking about hypothetical playoff stuff i mean i don't hate talking about it i just i i'm excited for the sport to get to a point i, I know i know where it doesn't dominate the conversation for the last month. i know what you mean and i know you get fired up even when we talk about that but what i'll say on the landing thing i would like to tell you something i don't like oh can we as a collective sports fan can we stop and i know colleges hurt us more than any other sport can we stop with the i don't know how long they'll be here i don't know how long it'll last like nobody does no who cares Lanning could very well be in a press conference in nine months, That's and they go, Dan, true. you said Eugene had a green hey, grass, and now you're in Auburn. We well, don't so know does how, Auburn. We don't know how long this show's going to last, quite frankly. I mean, I've seen the stock price. I'm not convinced. Uh, <laughs> we make a choice every day to every come in or not. Day. But I, I want to get past the point of, like, you're preemptively getting ahead of your hurt, and I don't, I don't need you to do that. I get it. Like, okay. I don't know how long he's going to be here either. But he's here, and he's here now, and he's enjoying the rivalry. I put a poll question up. Does Dan Lanning, leaning into the UW-UO rivalry, playing the Washington Husky fight song in practice, make your nipples hard? Yes or no? I mean, that's an easy yes. Boing, boing. What has to? Because you had one of your most successful, prominent coaches in program history quite literally telling you, I don't care who we're playing. And that's just such a boring, dull, dumb answer and i wish oregon fan if i wish anything about oregon fan it'd be this because i know real oregon fan and social media oregon fan is not representative of real oregon fan i know real oregon fan and what i would say to real oregon fan right now is can you guys please do a better job of accountability 
And what I mean by that is when you have a Chip Kelly moment, can you please put enough pressure on him to tell him to shut the F up that this game actually does mean something? It is not like every other game. Can you lean in and be honest about guys like Mario Cristobal, that he's a great recruiter, but he's incredibly awful in-game coaching? I get tired of Duck Fan telling me things after the fact that it's already happened. Tell me in the moment. Be bold. Be brave. I do that to Oregon State every day, Monday through Friday. And I get blowback all the time. It's not great. Did I not do that to Cristobal for the last two years? I'm not talking to you. Oh, okay. I'm talking about a Duck Twitter fan that wanted to be all loud and proud when he was here, and then the minute he bolts and leaves, oh, you, it's those like, fans oh, are there for God, sure. he wasn't even good anyway. It's like, where were you for three years? Yeah, I mean, the second Justin Herbert stepped on an NFL field, I was kind of done. That, I mean, that was the that was all the red flags that I needed to go up. And sure. That, that was the last two years. Because at first you weren't sure. Like, is it Arroyo? Is it Herbert? Is he not very good? You want a Rose Bowl, so that's not bad. Like, we're feeling okay. And then you see Herbert light up the NFL as a rookie and break every passing record for rookies in NFL history. And you're like, wait a minute. We, we couldn't beat Arizona State? <laughs> make does, it make sense. Does this do anything? Does this do anything in the game itself? Uh, I don't know if it does. Any, I mean, who knows what rivalries and stuff. I think the players are going to be fired up. Having a home crowd behind you is huge. Like That's that's a really untalked about part of Oregon's schedule this year is the benefit they get of playing basically every big game outside of the Georgia game at home. You will never have that kind of luck ever again in your lives. Like It's crazy how that lined up. Well, they should have had it in the COVID year, and then that season got canceled. You were going to have Ohio State, USC, Washington, Stanford. Like Your home schedule was the greatest in the history of the program. I forgot about that schedule. That season got canceled, yeah. and then... And, you know, who knows if Ohio State will ever come back to Eugene. But uh, it's it's a big part of having these rivalry games when you get them at home. I think the crowd's going to do all that it needs for the team to get them fired up. But, I, like, come game time, no. But it's a great and fun storyline during the week. Uh, poll questions up, instant vote no. So somebody is saying no, that does not make their nipples hard, that Dan Lanning's acknowledged this rivalry. What the hell is the matter with your nipples? Uh, I, mm, I, don't, I don't know how somebody would answer that question. <laughs> They're not working properly? I don't know. Like, don't you guys, like, if John, when Jonathan Smith feeds into the Civil War, doesn't it get you fired up? Uh, I mean, John Smith is being a coach. One ass cheek and three toes, okay. I will beat yeah. your ass. But, exactly. Yeah, and that you. coaching doesn't get my nipples hard. Jonathan Smith, <laughs> just being the coach of Oregon State, gets my nipples hard. There you go. Look at you. Just not having Gary Anderson again makes my nipples hard. We all got hard nipples, man. Uh, Swag, do you know the hum? To the UW fight song, I feel like you would know it having lived up there. I don't. I actually don't know their fight song. I associate uh, associate the uh, UW band more with the song Tequila. Yeah, that's their big like third quarter song or the song that Dirt, they're. Do most you know the for. hum to the no, UW? No, I do not. I associate Bow Down with Ice Cube. How many how many fight songs could you guys hum? I could not a handful. Notre Dame, Michigan, Tennessee. USC, UCLA. USC. You know all those, and you don't know U-Dubs. I do not know no. U-Dubs' fight song off the top of my head. Once I heard it, I'd, I'd know it, but like if you asked me off the cuff, I don't know if I could hump. Once it's, I played NCAA football for so many years that the fight songs would play over and over and over again. Once I hear a fight song, I know it. Does USC have the best fight song in our conference, sadly, to admit that? Or? No. No. Who does? I like UCLA's, actually. So you UCLA, can name UCLA's, but you can't name Washington's? I'm blown away by this <laughs> yeah. revelation. What's UCLA's? Oh, now you're gonna ask me on. Well, the just spot. like a quick hum, like I, like USC's dun 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 dun. Well, that's not their fight song. That's, that's just what they play song. during the game. Well, that's a hell of a catchy jingle. They no, do. it is. Yeah, it's annoying that. as hell. I hate that jingle. I hate that jingle. <laughs> hate it. Fight it's like when the Huskies play dun 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 dun. Like shut up. 
That's not the fight song. That's not their fight song, but they play it when they get first downs or whatever it is. I guess I don't know any fight songs then. Yeah, I'm... I could sing the whole Notre Dame fight song for you if you want. Cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame. No? Okay. I wasn't interrupting you. <laughs> you want me to keep going? I can't believe you know that. <laughs> Do you know Oregon's fight song? I don't know the words. I know the fight song. <laughs> Notre Dame. There's a Oregon. there's a mighty organ in there. I know that. Well, I'm, Oregon's fight song is the Cleveland High School fight song. So it's my high school fight song. The fight and Phil Knight. So I knew the fight and Phil Knight fight song when I was a freshman in high school, and it followed me to college. What a propaganda machine! Lakers is uh, roll along Mission. Iowa. We, we stole Iowa's fight song. That's Michigan's fight song. Of all the fight songs to sit, you stole Iowa's and Lakers. I don't know. That was just. I mean. That's what it was when I got there. Jeez Louise, man. So I expect more highbrow than Iowa. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Oregon State has a game this weekend against Cal. I'm nervous as all hell. Let's talk about this. Bill Orem at 830. Gino and Russ beef again. Uh, more to get to. Dirt and Sprague. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, we'll get to Ken Barkley coming up top of the hour. It is a Thursday. we got Thursday Night Football tonight, Falcons and uh, Panthers. <laughs> Catch the fever. I did it again. What'd you do? What What is it about? I, it's one of my favorite conversations. Oh, you forgot to tease Ken? Yes. Yeah. What is that? Why? What is that disconnect in my brain where I get excited when we get him on? And for the first hour and a half of the show, I just don't. I think say. both you and I plan, you plan your portion of the show to a certain extent. Yeah. And I plan my portion of the So I always remember Ken because he's in my portion of the show. After 7.30, if I'm not solo, I write guest name, and I don't do anything after that. Yeah, because you like, don't know hey, where we're going. We'll go find on out. the adventure. And I don't know where you're going in the first hour and a half. You know, you kind of go through it. Uh, I did want to get to Oregon State and Cal. We're going to have to put a quick just a, a quick timeout on that. Quick timeout on Oregon State and Cal. Okay. Uh, and we need to talk about this. Oh, no. What happened? The Blazers are wearing Portland Airport carpet jerseys. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty ugly. Why, 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 why? I don't uh, know, but like, I'm going to guess these are probably going to, they'll sell out of the first edition. Oh, these. yeah. I mean, it's the most Portland thing ever. People are like, hey, we got carpet in an airport. So if you haven't seen these on Twitter, yeah, well, I'll tweet it out with our show page. I don't know if, anybody, if we right. sent it out yet. Uh, so you can go take a look at it, at Turton Sprague. It is, it, I mean, it's essentially the sash across the front, and it's it's the turquoise, black yeah, and turquoise. Yeah, so big block turquoise. letters, PDX. Which I, and then the sash. Is it the new carpet or the old carpet? It's the old carpet, which I thought they brought back 
Didn't they bring? Aren't they yes, bringing back they the, brought old the old carpet back? They got rid of it, and everybody's like, "That's your trademark carpet. Why would you yeah. do that? That's stupid." And then they brought it back. I don't want to be a douche, but the douchiest thing I think we do as a city is get excited about our airport carpet. No, like, see, if you want to get excited about the airport, I'm the, all for our the airport, airport. Consistently among the top ranked airports in the country, it's a badass airport. It's not a shot at the airport. It's the fact that like people, the two things people yeah. associate with our city are <laughs> pink box donuts and carpet in an airport, and yeah. Like, you know what's better at the airport than the carpet? Have you seen parking garage? Yeah. yeah. They're letting the ivy just grow all over it's it. It's gorgeous. And eventually that whole wall is just going to be plants. Yeah. And, like, I think that's a really badass thing. It's got the bridges to go across. That is cooler than the GD carpet that you're walking on with your dog-covered poop shoes. <laughs> Keep Oregon weird, man. Or Portland. Yeah, we are weird, and I'm proud uh, of being weird, but, like, of all the things to brag about, like, that's not it. Like, let's move on we, from that. Did we know this was going to be a thing? Yeah, we did. Okay. This yeah, was I leaked so. last year, and I, I had caught wind of an image, and the image was a little different. Yeah, the NBA's releasing all their new City Edition jerseys. I've been seeing them for Detroit and Indianapolis and whatever. I can going tell on. you right now, I just tweeted it out, by the way, if you want to go look at it. I'm a big... You know, I for for obligations not needing to be known publicly, I'm very committed to the swoosh. And uh, they have whiffed on their jerseys. It's not been good. I thought when they got the jerseys back, this was, here we go, we're back, baby. Like, I wasn't buying NBA jerseys for a while there. And I, it's it's been a big whiff in a lot of ways. Uh, some of these jerseys, I don't know who designs them. I don't know who gets the final say in them. But it feels like my 10-year-old is just running with an idea. Nobody is stopping her, and there you go. We're selling that jersey. Now, if it makes you feel any better, we're not the worst in the NBA of the city editions. We're mm. not near the top, though, either. But we're nowhere near the top. I, uh, bet, the sale, I, I, but I bet the sales are going to be – they'll sell out of I these. mean, you're not wrong. You're, but here, let me it's amazing this, how though. much we lie to ourselves. Like, people legitimately tell you that Oregon jersey is great. I'm like, yeah. no, what? it's not. It's brown. God, I forgot about those. <laughs> those were so bad. I didn't, and I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I know Blazer fans are especially diehard as much as any fan base. But I do think they lie to themselves a lot about things. And I think one of the things they lie to themselves is about how cool their jerseys are. No, co- the best jerseys were the road jerseys from the 80s. From the Clyde era at the end, yeah. Yeah. That's not... At the beginning. How many times have they brought them back, Swag? Uh, I don't know that they have. Yeah, just make that your permanent city edition. Like Houston, so I'm I'm looking through a photo. Well, it's you, a money grab. That's why they make new city editions. Yeah, I get it. There is so you can find there's a graphic of this where every uniform is like together. Some of them are you're just wondering like what the hell are you like? I don't know what the Warriors are doing. They got a rose at the bottom of it. It's it's a whole thing. Uh, the Rockets just went with their 1990s jerseys. Like that's their city edition this year. The blue with the pinstripe, the Houston, like it's it's a great well, look. Those were bad when they first. Oh, see, and I love those. I, I love those shirts. But they 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 did get tanked for those when they made them because they thought they were too like childish, cartoonish when they got released. And we liked them because it was an R age. We demo. were childs, <laughs> but Children. him he was he was <laughs> fifty four when they came out. So I mean, some of them when you look around the league, like Dallas is kind of cool. They did a, a, a kind of touch on the throwback with the old green and the kind of light blue. Like you can look through some uh, of the these. old Stetson cowboy hats. Yeah, they're, they, I was like, all right, that's okay. I see what the you're. Brad to do Davis there. jerseys. Like, that was the thing last year where at least the Rip City ones, if you were still doing the Rip City thing, yeah. they kind of had an homage to the 80s and 90s throwback, the way they looked. Now, I would have, they could have tweaked them a little bit, but the, when you incorporate, and this is going to sound very ironic coming from an Oregon fan, but I hate it when Oregon does it too. Incorporating colors that aren't your team is really stupid. Do you know what color Oregon's <laughs> wearing this week? 
Have you I seen the jersey release? No. So they release their jerseys every Wednesday. You guys should follow this very close. Uh, they're wearing all yellow. And you know what my thought was? Big game, national TV, they're wearing school colors. Thank God. They're not wearing gray or silver. Cal uniforms. Or like the weird yeah. poopy brown that they wore. Was that against BYU? Oh, where you're like, is that a brown? So bad. Is that a green? That what are we doing? such a bad uniform. You have a great light green. You, you have a great yellow. You fighting bananas You've kind of taken week. on black. You want to go all black? Yeah. Okay, fine. People do blackouts. That's okay. You have cool colors. Why are we incorporating turquoise into our color mix? I, I don't know, ma'am, but uniforms always get people hot and bothered. And largely, like, I... Some of their uniforms I'm okay with, but have you noticed this year? I don't know about you, but it feels like Damian Lillard's getting another signing bonus by them just wearing. This yeah, they're every night. wearing the reds quite a bit. <laughs> a lot of reds. I, I'd have to go back and look. Maybe I'm way wrong on this, but now, I feel like I don't know if that's 80%. a superstition thing that they're no. winning on the road. Do it. No, if it's something in the Dame team. Dame made it. Well, I know Dame made it. I think it's as simple. But sometimes as that. teams get weird and quirky and superstitious, and they have a loss. And it's like, okay, we're winning when we wear reds. We're wearing reds till we lose. I maybe it's one of those. Are things. we getting blacks tonight? Or are we getting reds again? I don't know. See, and this is I. You and I are slightly. I don't mind the reds. They've worn them too no, much. The red, but I they're don't mind fine. The I've just noticed they've worn them a lot. That's yeah. my point, though. Is you wearing them like it feels like every game you're wearing them at home or away. Yeah, you got you got great traditional blacks and whites, man. What are we doing here? Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I saw those. The PDX and, uh, carpet thing is, and you're so right. Like I'm gonna see that damn uniform everywhere. <laughs> my brother-in-law, God bless his soul, he's the biggest. Bla- I saw him yesterday, last night. See, this is gonna kids. be the one too that all the people in between your age and my age are going to get. Like it won't be the kids thinking it's cool. This is gonna be, and it's gonna be people wearing this jersey that should not be wearing jerseys out well, and about. But I go to my brother-in-law's house to pick up my kids last night, and he's watching the game on a couch in a blazer robe. Like, this guy bleeds blazers, man. Like <laughs> Blazer robe. Blazer robe That's with a blazer tee. Next level. And I, I can already see or hear him telling me why he actually thinks they're sneaky good uniform. <laughs> he's Mr. Blazer. He loves everything blazers. And if you no. tell him there's a jersey that says Oregon in brown, his initial reaction may be, mm, but he sees it and he's going to go, I love it. No matter what, he's going to say, I love it. And I want the is, old school, the 70s, the vertical trailblazers. Those are great. Bring those back. They did those with Roy a couple times. See, and yeah. I think they went away from him because that was the game that Odin like yeah. snapped his leg in half. Mm. Without anybody touching him. Yeah. Oof. And they were wearing the old uh, lowercase vertical blazers, red and down the yeah. side. Ooh, and just stuff. like Bill Walton went down with his foot when nobody touched him. Yeah. And Bowie went down when his <laughs> leg snapped when nobody touched him. Sorry. See, we already got a tweet. I really like the teal carpet. So they're out there. They're on Twitter. We haven't uh, we had one up. rose uniform either. Yeah, the Warriors have a rose on their jerseys. What's with that? Is there a symbolism know. with the Warriors how, and roses? How that do you not know. have one uniform, traditional colors, pinwheel in the middle the way Dame's got it on the red, and it's white, and you put roses all around it? How has that not happened? I, I don't know. <laughs> Blazers across the chest with the roses and thorns kind of have. Maybe they're trying to not infringe upon their territory. That's kind of their territory. They don't own the moniker I, Rose I'm not City. saying they own it. I almost but... bought a Thorns jersey yesterday at Nike. You <laughs> should. You? Yeah, it was 80 bucks. The Thorns got good jerseys. They do. It was yeah, really nice. Got... But I also don't want to I don't want to prop up Providence. I don't work for Providence. <laughs> what am I, a Providence employee? I'm a big fan of Providence. I used to be, and then my wife changed companies. Uh, Just give me one that says Thorns in that same black and red scheme, and I'm happy. I don't Providence. Like... What if I'm a Delta Alaska a, a, a Delta member and I got an Alaska jersey on? It's just it's weird. It's also a weird thing. I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the PDX. 
Just like the PDX. Like just well, that goes with the airport. I know, team. I know it does. I get why they're doing it. I just you know, Portland, Rip City, easy. That might be the least offensive part of that jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So go check them out on Twitter. We sent them out. And uh, what do you think? The Blazers have uh, released their airport jerseys, and uh, they're coming to an NBA stadium near you. Uh, let's get to – let's see here. How about – I'm going to move Oregon State Cal to the final hour. I do want to talk about that game because it's a big one for the Beavs. Barkley at the top of the hour. A beef that's not going away in the NFL. That's next on The Fan. Oh, some really funny tweets coming in. At Dirt and Spray, go check out the Blazer uniforms. It's great to have listeners back on the text line today. We missed you yesterday. Wasn't the same without you, man. Wasn't the same without you. Now, I, I know what's going to happen here. I'll say this, and we'll wrap this up, because I know we got Ken to get to. I do want to talk about Beavers. You keep delaying that. It's not shocking. Um, yeah, Beavers! I feel like when they wear this carpet uni, it is going to turn into actually not bad. Actually, I like them. I feel like I'm seeing it now. I saw the image with Dame wearing it, and I feel like people are going to say, I like it. I'm going to get ahead of it right now. I'm telling you, people are going to have this opinion. Even if they say they hate it today, they will see it on the court and like, it's actually not that bad. One of our listeners said we sound very curmudgeon-y. Ah, we do. We definitely yeah, we do. Definitely do. We're getting older. It's going to happen. I'll, I'll raise the stakes here real quick. If you're going to do the carpet thing, lean all the way in. Have a carpet hardwood specifically for when you trot these out at home. <laughs> make the paint the carpet. Don't do that. Please. No, you should make the paint. Yeah, the, the key. Paint, the key. I was trying to think, okay, what would work? Because you needed a pot, but if that was all over the screen, it would just bug my eyes for two hours. Make the key and but the baseline yeah. the carpet. There you go. Charlotte's floor doesn't get enough credit. I like Charlotte's floor. Do they have the honeycomb? They it's brought got the it back. honeycomb thing. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like Brooklyn's. I like Brooklyn's with a herringbone design. Yeah, that's good. Celtics uh, is a classic. Uh, no. Memphis's is the only one where the slats are um, horizontal and not vertical. I love good slat talk. I love a vertical slat. I'll say this about Charlotte. Charlotte has a city uniform uh, that was released. Are they going back to the originals? The, no. The teal with the purple pinstripes? No, they're they're taking a different approach. Oh. Much like the Washington uh, Wizards made their <laughs> logo a male unit with yeah. two members at the bottom of it, if you really look at it. Oh. The Charlotte Hornets have just put the letters CLT on their front, and I'm sorry, I will be reading... <laughs> I will be reading something else every time I see that. <clears throat> I just hope that they're wet from the field that night. <laughs> can't believe you said that. Actually, I can't. <laughs> Good morning, Portland. Oh, my God. <sighs> hey, uh, Russell, so what's that Russell Wilson beef? <laughs> they still don't like each other. <laughs> Russ doesn't want to wear a wristband. He won a lot of games without a wristband. Oh, my God. Uh, woo. Hey. I know the plays. Oh, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> what? You want to hit your shots from the perimeter. What? Oh. You do. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Del Curry's on the broadcast, too. You don't think he'll notice this? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's a broadcaster for them, isn't he? Yes, he is. Him and um, Eric Collins. Got one of the best broadcasters in the league. Uh, you do. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, I don't. You know, I can't. I'm not even going to bring up the Russ stuff. Russ and Pete still don't like each other. They uh, Russ didn't wear a wristband. Russ didn't. Pete didn't like that. Russ didn't wear a wristband, and uh, they're still beefing. So there you go. 
<clears throat> okay, hey, we got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. I want to talk about Oregon State and Cal. I want to see how many times I can tease that until it takes me to actually get to the segment. Uh, Bill Oram of the Oregonians is going to join us coming up bottom of the hour. We'll talk about the Beavs and the Ducks rivalry game this weekend against Washington. Uh, we'll start, though, the final hour with Ken Barkley, our good buddy. What is he like in the gambling world? Uh, this weekend, we'll talk with Ken next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.